Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life, because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, when we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news. And given the fact that this is a Sunday edition, you know it's big news, and it's Paul Gill, CEO of Lomico Metals, a company trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol LMR. For our friends in the U.S., LMR, MF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under DHHC. For those of you new to the story, that's going to be some of you. The company's in the midst of proving up a very big, a very big high-grade graphite deposit. That's the Laluc uh, Flake Graphite property. That's 120 kilometers north of Montreal. Uh, right now, the company's working towards a, a PEA, a, pre, uh, a pre-economic assessment that will increase, hopefully, its current indicated resource from 4.1 million tons of 6.5% to over 10 million tons of 10%. But what we're here to talk about is something that came right out of the blue on Friday afternoon. I'm going to read the headline, Lomico Metals engages Kenmar Securities to raise $40 million for acquisition and development of critical metals projects. Paul, welcome back. Thanks, George. Quite the press release for a Friday afternoon. You know, in July, out of nowhere, we see the st- IROC halts the stock, you know, before, before the close, and we see this headline. So uh, uh, you definitely got our attention. Question for you. It, it's kind of open-ended, leaves a lot of questions open, and we've been seeing them online. So let's clarify a few things. Uh, the first one is, this is money for acquisition and development of critical metals projects. Three things there. Let's talk about acquisition first. Where are you going there? Are we looking at more graphite? Yeah, there's potentially room for more graphite in the portfolio. Uh, we have uh, room for... I think development in, in other jurisdictions. So we're certainly wanting to look very carefully at that. Uh, North America, I think, is going to be a good location for for graphite, and you want to have at least two producing projects in in any particular field. A lot of gold companies sure. have two projects, so you you get the the best uh, you get the best um, sort of safety for uh, for the bottom line if you have the two. As I read deeper to that, though, I also see development. So could some of this money be going towards developing a loot? Because you know, you're, you're, you're right in the middle of it there now. Yeah, we see Nouveau Monde, who's a neighbor of ours, uh, plugging away and getting funded by Pallinghurst. And so what we expected and what, what we came down to was that there's other capital companies out there looking to get a toehold in the same area. And uh, I think uh, with Lamico, we're definitely in a Goldilocks zone uh, with uh, the, the proximity to Montreal and the port there, the proximity to Imaris, the producing graphite mine north of us, and, uh, and highways uh, right to the port and, and through the Gulf to uh, get to get the product to market. 
and it and that whole section throughout there between Ottawa and uh, almost up to Bay Como has a graphite uh, streak in it uh, through the Grenville trend and that's where high-grade graphite deposits are. We're lucky in our particular area because uh, our, our particular area has less sulfur which is less cost um, for development but those are things we have to figure out in the preliminary economic assessment which we're hoping to accomplish with this uh, with this raise. Uh, is this part of a big grandmaster plan because over at La Lute, you're completing 100% acquisition there. Now you've got this happening. Is there a method to the madness here? Is, it, is there a bigger picture we're not seeing? And if it is, how much of it can you kind of unveil right now? How much, how much can you, uh, you know, shed some light on it? Yeah, I think it's very clear uh, where we're going and we're following the trend. Uh, the trend is we need to secure supply of these critical minerals in North America. That's been recognized by the U.S. Senate and the Canadian government. So we want to plug into that entire process and into that supply chain. So that's one big trend that's going on. Secondly, we're seeing uh, more and more electric vehicles on the road and people are making a big bet on Tesla. We've seen it go from 400 in March to 1600 uh, recently. Just unbelievable movement. That tells you that there is a big bet going on when it comes to, uh, to electric vehicles. And that means there's going to be a requirement for the battery materials that are needed to make those lithium ion batteries. Um. Capital structure impact, Paul, uh, $40 million, obviously, if you're going to do that in all in equity would, uh, would be quite the shareholder dilution. We've seen questions about that. What can you tell us there? Is this, is this something that you're planning to do on all equity, uh, all debt, maybe a combo of, of, of both? Well, in reality, it, it really is a matter and a function of price. We certainly can't take uh, that much equity. We could, but it would be dilutive to massively dilutive to current shareholders if we took it at this kind of price. So we're certainly looking at uh, doing uh, primarily loans in order to get the development going and then uh, looking at uh, getting the stock price to a point in which we could take equity for the for the uh, development uh, further along. So that's the, the main thing that we want to get out to people. Is there going to be a huge solution? No, we've done really well at consolidating stock ownership and we have a number of million share club uh, groups of which uh, we, we know a few, let's say. Uh, and, uh, and so the point here is, is to take it to the next level and loans I think are the logical choice when you're given uh, a bull market that's yet to manifest. Uh, and, and you have, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, a market uh, in graphite, for instance, that's going to be robust. So how do we maximize um, shareholder value? Well, we take a loan, develop the project, develop the value, nice. and then add others as well that, uh, that will develop uh, uh, and that value as well for shareholders. So that's really what we're all about. We want to be focused on wealth creation. This is the way to do it. Kenmar Securities isn't exactly Goldman Sachs, devil's advocate here. Um, how confident, uh, what's your confidence level that, you know, this will get done? And ballpark, what are you thinking about 
ETA wise? Yeah, um, the uh, the people that we know at Kenmar Securities are new to that particular firm, and they've come from uh, a long, uh, long history of commodity and um, metals investment. So yes, Kenmar is new, but the people that are are coming into the project and coming into uh, that particular uh, fund or, or securities firm are are very uh, very adept and very knowledgeable and very connected in the metal forms. We just happen to be one of the first deals they've done. Now we know that there's going to be others and that they they have the connections to to create um, right. uh, large uh, large uh, facilities of cash for the development of uh, of companies. And so they're getting into it now, and we just happen to be at the right place at the right time and have the right conversation. And it's, it's an opportunity that looked good on both sides. And uh, certainly they've been uh, attracting a lot of attention now with other juniors. And uh, that's, that's fine with us. We just want to be the first one to get the cash and move forward and create value on our project. Well, I read two things into that also, Paul, putting on my hat, which is uh, we're in a yield-starved world. You got negative yields in Europe. You've got essentially zero in North America. I mean, they're, they're, they're a joke. So there's, there's, there are dead instruments out there everywhere looking for yield. But the second part is you know, yield only looks for uh, opportunities where it thinks it's, there's going to be cash to pay it back. You know, to play to play that coupon. So, you know, am I should I be reading into that a little bit more that you uh, you have a much higher level of confidence that you're going to be generating the cash flows necessary in order to you know pay that coupon? Yeah, I certainly feel that we have what it takes uh, in Lalut to achieve those uh, those end goals of being able to have a profitable enterprise. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to create a profitable enterprise that will be able to pay its bills and pay dividends to shareholders eventually. That's really where we have to look in order to, to create value. Now, the other thing that's happening, George, that if you step back and you realize a lot of these companies that have been involved in real estate development for the last 20 or 30 years have done massively well and created incredibly large war chests. Right. But but really, bricks and mortar uh, investing in, in real estate isn't, isn't going to be uh, a big thing anymore. You're not going to see a lot of malls yeah. being built. Um, people are shopping online. So they've got to redeploy that capital, look at where uh, to invest. And mining is a perfect location uh, that, that translates well from real estate because you're, you're owning land. You're putting in development costs and you're coming out the other side with a product. Yeah. And, uh, and before it used to be rent. Now it's going to be actual product that you can sell and, uh, and uh, create a very good uh, bottom line with. So I think it's, it makes a lot of sense on the macroeconomic scale. And of course we feel it makes a lot of sense on the microeconomic scale. A lot of money going to be diverted from real estate now. That's for sure. Uh, you know, commercial, Commercial vacancies are going to be going through the roof and uh, money that would normally be plowing into that space is going to be looking for another place to go. And, uh, and it looks like Lomico may be the benefit, Paul. I want to thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday to get this out to your shareholders because you put this press release out on Friday and we thought it was important to have it 
uh, in front of the market, in front of your shareholders on on a Sunday evening before uh, before the market's open tomorrow. Yeah, well, news happens when it happens, right? Sure. So you can't control uh, when you get the document, and uh, so when we got it, we we took action right away to get the information to shareholders. It's been a long uh, uh, negotiation, uh, not a hugely long negotiation, but a very detailed one uh, in which uh, we, we engaged interest and then um, got, uh, got uh, Kenmore to commit to doing that. And I think there's more to come and uh, we don't be surprised to see more news releases that might be uh, eye openers. Nice. That's a great way to end off right there. You've been watching, or if you've been listening by podcast, to Paul Gill, CEO of Lamico Metals, trades on the venture under LMR, on the uh, OTCQB under LMRMF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under DHHC. Do your due diligence. Don't say we didn't tell you so. Hopefully, you just discovered, or you've now got even more faith in your next great small cap graphite company. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Talk to you next time.